Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. I am your host, and with me, I have got Nick and Dylan. Ariet may be joining us later. Michael is off this weekend, enjoying a wonderful vacation. Say hello, everybody. Hey, hey y'all. All right. So we got, unfortunately, some pretty sad news to start everything off with. Um, John Aniston passed away. We found out um, last Monday he died on November 11th. He was 89. Victor's last episode will be on December 26th. So probably what we saw in the um, Peacock promo when we moved. A tribute to John will be attached to the end of that episode and Victor's death will likely be seen on screen sometime in 2023. So I thought it would be kind of nice if we could kind of all go around and maybe share one of our favorite Victor memories and I will start us off with something funny and mine is did anybody order a hooker which, if anybody, mine. <laughs> which if anybody else had said that would be an issue but just the way the way John Aniston delivered it the way he played it it was just hilarious I died laughing every single time yeah it was Victor Kyriakis is one for the record books. Um, it was, I don't, I don't think I got to see much of him because I started watching later, but every time I did see him, like Victor always lit up the screen. Um, I guess I can say my, to be honest, my favorite interactions with Victor are probably when he's dealing with his dumb male relatives, like Brady <laughs> and Xander specifically. <laughs> the way. The way or he treats he, them, or Philip, or Philip, or even <laughs> honestly, Freddie Smith's Sonny, because uh, Zach Tinker's Sonny hasn't given him a chance to really go there yet. Yeah, but like Victor was in one of men's words. Um, he was always just fun, but he was always right. Most of the time, he was right. Like even if he was dead wrong, he was usually right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm gonna miss Victor, especially and John Anderson was amazing. And to see all of the cast, past and present, outpouring of love for him um, from the day that Jennifer announced that he was gone has honestly been beautiful. And anybody who may have missed any of the tributes, I compiled as much of them as I could into a thread and it's pinned on my Twitter account. So if y'all want to check it out, you can head over there and see it because it's honestly so heartwarming and beautiful to see just how much that man was loved and just how much he loved days. Yeah, Dylan. What about you? What's your favorite Victor memory? I don't even know if I have one specific one, because for as long as I've been watching, Victor's been there. So like he's just always been a presence, and I think that in and of itself is is like the thing that I loved about him the most, and that I'm going to miss about him the most. He's one of those characters that when he appears on the screen, you know where you are, and. It doesn't matter if he's being evil or if he's being funny or if it's one of those times where we get to see the softer side of Victor. When Victor Kyriakis is on the screen, you know that you're in Salem. It was like the same way with Stefano Demera, the same way with Tom and Alice. There are just certain characters that make you feel like you're home. And he was one of them. And yeah. it's just, it's going to be really hard it's to adjust. Gonna be, to it's going to be be sad yeah because even though we we didn't get to see him as much as we 
wanted to in these last, you know, few, this last recent um, little run. Every time we did get to see him, it was just such a joy and such a treat. Yeah. I don't know. I'm It's just going to miss it, him. it it's going to be it's going to be hard. Um and I like and it's I was expecting it, but I wasn't expecting it now. So when it happened, it kind of like it w it was a sucker punch to the gut, honestly. And then just like sitting there realizing just how much of a presence he had on the show and what that what that presence is going to be missing it's going to be sad and I'm really kind of curious to see how they handle it because he and I, I realized this on Monday the day we found out that he passed um as I was kind of processing it he's kind of our Asa so his death and his will could potentially drive story for the next year to a year and a half if written right and that I'm really curious to see how his death is going to affect the show long term Yeah. yeah and also like relationships because let's let's be very very honest Victor was the bridge between a lot of like the fragmented relationships in his family Yeah. because like I don't see Xander and Brady <laughs> having conversations anywhere else except for when they inadvertently ended up like in the mansion at the same place in the same time you know what I mean Yeah. Like it's 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 gonna be. Who do you want to see come back for his memorial? Yeah. <laughs> all, all of his grandkids, even Yeah. the one y'all hate, but <laughs> all of his kids. Mm. She could stay in the swamp. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She's not in the swamp no more. <laughs> I think Dylan's point is she should have stayed there. Like, I, I want a big If Zach I want can't come, she can't come neither. <laughs> like I want a big to family blowout that's what I want Yeah. because I, I need that I need all of them to show up I need none of them to get along except for when it's time for the funeral like it's just that's what I want I and want I hope a hopefully moment. they can get it I want a moment with all of his ex-wives together. We kind of got it. I think the day, I think the day he married Vivian, the, the last time that they got married, They kind of did like a Victor's ex-wives club moment, like before the wedding. I would love to see like all of the ex-wives kind of commiserating together. I think that would be hilarious. We would have Car like we would have Nicole, we would have Kate, we would have Vivian, we would have Carly. It'd just be hilarious. I do hope they find some way to include Philip. Like, I don't know how, but. I actually thought of an idea for that. Like we don't even need Philip as part of the big funeral. He can be like, uh, he can be a figure looming in the back. And then we find out after the funeral is over that Philip was there. And then we get a moment with Philip at Victor's grave where he gets to say the goodbye to his father. And then we get to see the flashbacks. As long as Philip is there on screen in some fashion, Yeah. even if it's just seen, either scenes at his grave with him by himself or even Kate and, and Philip together. Philip just needs to be a presence. Even if they don't want to address the rest of the story, he can sneak in and sneak out. He just needs to be here for this.
And if he's not, it's going to be a giant gaping hole. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see how the show moves forward, where the show goes from here. I kind of hope we have a little bit more than just that December 26th episode to look forward to. Like if we even get like just one other episode of Victor before the December 26th episode, I would be so happy but i am happy to know that we at least get one more victor sighting because i was not ready for the last time we saw him to be the last time we saw him i'm just it's weird it's kind of morbid but it's we're think we're we're going into a daze that doesn't have stefano and it doesn't have victor yeah and that's that's weird because certain characters you just think are going to be there forever. And it's also kind of makes me a bit nervous because we don't have, um, they don't make iconic characters like that anymore. We don't, like, we don't have the larger than life characters that have been around for decades that everyone either loves or loves to hate. And we really don't have villains like that anymore. We have some that come and go, but there are very few that are staples on the canvas. And um, it's just going to be. I hope they can make Megan Hathaway that. Weird to go into a daze that doesn't have either one of them. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's definitely going to be a new era for days because I, I honestly thought Victor Kariakis was going to outlive us all. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> he had his way. Yeah. There's <laughs> just certain people that have that presence. It's like if you watch the young and the restless regardless of how you feel about him like victor newman is the young and the restless yeah yeah you tune into that show and even if he's not in the episode even if he's not mentioned it's just your brain goes this is the victor newman show and (laughs) victor and Kay, those were the people i knew about on yr growing up and i didn't watch yr victor and Catherine chancellor and it's just like and now she's gone and yeah. so we're just kind of clinging to Victor. And I feel like shows, especially the ones that we grew up with, we're kind of losing our foundations. And so I'm like very grateful for the vets and the legacy characters that we do have. And that's why like I'm so protective of how they're used. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like right now... It's like, okay, we have Doug and Julie. And, like, I think you can make a case also for, like, John and Marlena. But it's different. Because yeah, for as long as they've been on the show, they're still... It's it's just different. And I can't it, really articulate it, but you know it. There's yeah. we, we have more time with John and Marlena than yeah. we do with Doug. Because... And this will be the last thing before we transition into our main stories. But like Bill Hayes is 97. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't, we know we don't have much more, much more time with Doug. Whereas you could look at John and Marlena and you can easily see another decade, decade and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's not true with Doug. And that's, that's the sad thing. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I think we all knew this was coming with Victor. I just don't think we were, I mean, I don't think we were ever going to be ready for it, but. It's like anytime you lose an elder, you 
logically you are prepared. I don't think you ever are really emotionally, though. No. I was scared as hell in the middle of COVID. I'm not even going to lie. Like, it was, it was scary just seeing older people on set and still working or the little bit, the little bit we did see of them. So once, like COVID's not over, but once we got to the tail end of it, where things started getting back to quote unquote normal, we're like, okay, we made it through. And this was just like, well, yeah, we did, but life life is still life. Yeah. And now we, we, we will see how life in Salem will continue without Victor. It's going to be sad, but we will be here to watch it happen. All right, before we move on to the next story beat, you didn't really get a chance to say anything on John Aniston. Do you want to share your favorite Victor memory before we move on to the next story? Well, um, I don't have a specific like favorite memory or uh, moment with Victor. I've always like enjoyed his sarcasm and the way John Aniston has performed those moments um, and then him being a villain it's just been such a joy and I've always I guess like one of my favorite things with Victor is his relationship with his kids and his family members and how oftentimes it's been very dysfunctional especially with Philip, and that's something I've enjoyed over, like, the last few decades, and I'm so heartbroken about John's passing, but we kind of saw it coming, like, he was getting up there in age, may he rest in peace. I'm hoping that um, they do his victors passing on screen next year, they do it justice, that respects um victor's victor's presence on the show his legacy and the actor of course and that having been said we can kind of move on to life in salem this week and we can head into our main story bits first things first Chanel's secret is finally out. She was a student of Sloane's father and they had an affair. When the wife found out, she and Chanel fought and she fell off of a roof. Chanel told campus police it was her fault and Paulina covered it up. Sloane found out the truth when her father died and vowed revenge. I gotta say, the way they did the reveal of this was very well done. I I want to thank Raven because she pulled me into the story. I don't think I would have cared otherwise. (laughs) A hundred percent. Yeah, was this was perform- like it was great gowns. Her performance pulled me in. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. I don't think we're gonna find out. We're probably gonna find out that it. I don't know what we can find out to be honest, because what Chanel told us, it seems very straightforward. Also straightforward that Chanel didn't murder do her. She didn't do anything. <laughs> like, like, another unnecessary cover up, Paulina. <laughs> like just like just. <laughs> And Even- therein lies the problem, because if I'm Sloan, yeah, you're getting the squinty side eye of I don't believe you. Yep. If, if there was, if that's the story she told you and you still chose to cover it up, it's odd. Unless, could they, t- I mean, I don't know if they will, but if it were me, I would tie it into I wanted to squash this to keep the publicity at a minimum so that Ray wouldn't find me. I mean, 
that's an option, but it's weird because Paulina doesn't seem like she was still running from Ray around this time. Right. Like she had got she left Ray and gave up Lonnie, and it seemed like she hadn't dealt with Ray since that time. So and she went on, got married, got rich, and had a child of her own. So I, that would be a stretch to me. Yeah, especially since she's not been publicity shy. Yeah, that's true. She's not. Yeah, she's not shy about. She's not hiding away from cameras. It's. I'm just. That's that's where I'm stuck at because it doesn't seem like Chanel act actively caused intentionally caused any harm. She does. She didn't act actually do anything. She was defending herself. Even if she get did give a statement to the Canvas police and they were going to charge her, Paulina had money. She could have got the best attorney. And she would have gotten acquitted. That's where I'm stuck at. Like, I would have preferred Sloan been coming after her for revenge because she got acquitted and she didn't believe the story she told. But her not actually doing anything is just weird. Yeah, this this doesn't exactly paint Paulina in the best light. No. But that's not necessarily, I mean, depending on where it goes from here, like, I'm, I'm curious to see how Paulina explains it rationalizes it because there were other things she could have done other than this i didn't expect going into this that i would actually care about sloan's part of it like i expect i expected raven to pull me in and to feel for chanel because raven's that good but like hearing sloan's side of the story at the same time it's like wow she was lied to about the way her mother died and then when she finds out the truth, she finds out basically that money and power made everything go away. So, of course, she would want revenge. You thought she was going to be a clear cut villain? Yeah. I didn't expect them to add the layers into it to where you actually felt for her, too. I feel for Sloan. And I, I totally get her side of this, like why she wants revenge. There's still an emotional disconnect, though, because... We don't know who her mom or her her dad is, and it's like, why should I care? That that's true too. Yeah, like Sloan doesn't come off, based on what we know now. Sloan doesn't come off as a bad person. She doesn't come off as the bad guy. She just comes off as someone who wants justice and right and deserves it. So, it's she's. I'm gonna say it. She's she. They didn't leash in her. Like they, <laughs> they didn't throw her under the bus. They liked her, and they made it so. Odd. I'm shocked. They kind of they kept. They didn't throw Sloan under the bus, and they kind of kept Chanel's hands clean too. Outside of her sleeping with a married man, I mean, but, but again, people, people do that every day in Salem. And even that, they tried to keep her hands clean because Allie made the point more than once of saying that you were young and you were preyed upon. So yeah, I, I think multiple things can be true at one time. Um, if she was a if she was a senior in college, that makes her she, she was 22. 22, 23. She was old enough to know that you close your legs to married men. Yeah, and I, I didn't expect her to be now, that old. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, now had she been a freshman? Her... Yeah, it's a totally different scenario. Grant, now that he being was still that, her professor. Yeah, now that's so what it's, I was going to say. That it's being said, multi-layered in a way that yeah, there's still a power imbalance there. He was still completely inappropriate. There's, you know, there's still like inappropriate predatory behavior on his part. Yeah. 
But this whole wide-eyed, innocent, she didn't know what she was doing, Miss Ma'am. Yeah. I get where Allie was coming from in that because I feel like that was her own trauma and her own past coming up in that moment. And I think she kind of realized she was making it about what happened to her. And that's kind of like when she eased back a little bit. At least that's how it came off to me. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but that's kind of how I took that moment. And I'm I'm glad that Allie is standing by Chanel because they honestly could have taken this in the, you lied to me, you didn't tell me, I'm going to leave you out. And they didn't do that, which I'm very glad for. Yeah, I don't think that would have been necessary. But that doesn't mean Ron wouldn't have done it. So I'm still grateful nonetheless. Yeah. Now, I think he's still going to do something unnecessary with this story, considering that promo. But um, they haven't done that yet. Yeah, I'm curious how we get to that particular kiss in that promo. I'm right now. I'm just trying to figure out where where do they go next with this story. Like, um... I'm trying to figure out how Trask got the jurisdiction to question her when Trask didn't have the jurisdiction to do anything with with Trip when out like. When Allie was bringing rape charges, now we know we know Trip didn't do it, and we. But I'm like, how are the jurisdictional things different? Is it because there's more evidence in this case than there was in that one? I think it's only because of Sloan and the fact that she, I think she, because she brought this to Melinda's lap, and Melinda says something like she got permission to question um, Chanel, but I don't like I don't I'm confused. Yeah, it's messy. It's, it's weird. Because I don't know what the law, the court of law in the United States can do when something happened in England. Like, it's just. Is England going to ask to extradite her? I mean. Now, like, it would make, to me, it would make a whole lot more sense if Sloan was just trying to break them. Like, run me my money. You yeah. killed my mother. I, I Opulence. I own everything. Yeah, that's <laughs> that would have made a bit more sense. But criminal charges in this case, just seems like something to do. Like, oh, we're gonna, we need a story for them. So this is what we're gonna do. But it doesn't make a lot of sense logically because it didn't happen here. Exactly. And, you know, it's, now that the secret's out, do we think the secret was worth all of this? Like all the secrecy we had leading up to it? Because we were getting to the point where we were like, please, for the love of God, just tell us what happened. Now that we know, is it worth it? I will say this, it's playing better than I thought that it would, and I've put a lot of that on the performances that we're getting. That part. Yeah. But it it's very underwhelming. It's it's coming off as a thing that's happening, but nothing that was major. Like, okay, this is where they're going. But it's not, oh my god, I can't believe this happened. True. I mean, I'm definitely curious where it's going, mainly because I don't I can't see the path we're taking. No, because it, it technically doesn't make sense like it's just <laughs> we have no logical pathway for where this should go because legally speaking it shouldn't be happening if she were taking them to civil court you can have a field day with that all day and if the death was ruled a suicide like legally speaking if they if the death got ruled, i mean i we know it but if the death got ruled a suicide can they even like can they even do anything can the with the new evidence do they then bring new charges like it's all so confusing when you look at the legalities of it all which i know we're not supposed to go that deep because television but like 
we are all there are too many damn cop shows on TV exactly. for them to expect <laughs> us to do that. Exactly. Right. Like we At all between between every procedural that exists and court TV, like there's no escaping the fact that your everyday viewer is going to have a little bit more of knowledge of the legal system than most other people. So it's like the you SVU gotta least... generation is watching, Ron. You have to make it smart or else it ain't gonna work. Exactly. And considering you're a lawyer, you should know that. Like, oh my gosh, I... don't say nothing shady. Listen, I'm gonna say it like you're a like you're a lawyer. You say it in every interview that you do that you started as a lawyer and then decided you wanted to be a soap writer. Well, you as a lawyer with knowledge of the legal system should know what is and is not cap- what is and is not allowed within the legal system and you should make sure that it is portrayed accurately. Hush, Nicholas. Hush. <laughs> <laughs> no, by all means, say it. He's a soap writer now. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> He's no longer a lawyer. He's a soap writer. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but I I still think his knowledge should be able to help him portray stories accurately. But I guess that's asking too much. All right. Let's move on over to our next story beat. We have Nicole tells Rafe that she wants to be with Eric as Jada and Eric reel from her pregnancy news. Jada informs Eric that she saw him with Nicole and tells him to leave her alone. Nicole worries what the baby will mean for her future with Eric. I am going to start this all off by saying asshole Rafe is fun. He's he's fun when he's right. Like that's right. <laughs> that's the thing. So often when he's been like self-righteous and judgmental or whatever, he's not been right. Yeah. <laughs> and this time he's right and they're leaning into like the sarcasm. Like during the fight with Nicole when he brought up all of her past marriages, <laughs> I screamed. Uh-huh. I can't. Like <laughs> Rafe like I was, yo, he's hilarious. <laughs> like I, I did not expect to actually be saying yes, Rafe. Please <laughs> drag her as I was watching, and yet that's exactly what I was doing. Yeah, Rafe is. He's 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 really Galen's really enjoying this. You can tell because <laughs> Rafe's been mean, looking like a clown for a while. This is the meatiest material he's had and probably the strongest performance he's given since he and Hope had that fight about Bo back in 2017. Yeah. Like I it was so weird. Like he's he was really, really good. And they the way they write they often make you forget that Galen can actually act. <laughs> and I think if they gave him more emotional material, people probably wouldn't hate Rafe as much. Yeah because like even if you think this is karmic payback for what he did to Ava which it is two things can be true as one at once as Dylan said before um it doesn't mean that he was not in that he was not incorrect in everything he said he was absolutely 100% right and Nicole just needed to shut up and take it please stop trying to convince that man that you loved him because you very clearly were only with him because Eric was not an option Yep. You only married him because you thought you couldn't have Eric because Eric 
was still a priest, or so you thought. And had Eric said that day when he knocked on her door, I love you, I want to be with you, your marriage be damned, she would have left Rafe so fast, she would have left a vapor trail. So all of her tears, and I love you, and like, just own your mistake and own what you did. Rafe deserved that much. Nicole would have turned to Tiffany Pollard if that had happened. And Dylan knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Dylan, what did you think of, of this? I was thoroughly entertained. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I really was, because it's like, like you said, um, it's not that I necessarily felt bad for Rafe, because, hey, sowing and reaping, bruh, sowing and reaping. <laughs> but <laughs> he wasn't wrong. And, like, have your say. Like, I mean, it it was it was fun. And, like, him finally not holding back. Because you could tell there have there have been a couple of times where he's just been tempted to just have the conversation and put everything out on the table. And yeah. for whatever reason, he would just, he would bite his tongue and <laughs> he was thoroughly done with that this time. And it was just, it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. I did too. And then we flip over to the Jada Eric side of it. I was very happy that Jada decided to confront him and say, I saw you. And this is my baby, and you don't have to have any part of it if you don't want to. Also, thank you, Jada, for dragging Eric to hell when he told Rafe about her pregnancy. Because what the fuck, bro? Yeah. I cannot stand when men on this show are talking about women's business and the women don't get to react appropriately. Jada got to react appropriately, and I am very grateful for that. But I am really liking the way they are writing Jada in this story. Because she's like, I knew it. I saw it, but until I actually saw you kiss her, I didn't actually think that you felt for her what she felt for you. And to see that hurt. And I'm not going to be somebody's second choice. And I really like that because they could have taken Jada down a path that would have done damage to her character in her keeping a secret that she saw them in her wanted trying to use the baby to hold on to Eric and I didn't want that for her and I'm so glad that they're not doing that same because I was nervous about that yeah like it's weird like Eric and Nicole are the couple that you're supposed to be rooting for here they're the couple with decades of history with amazing chemistry and yet they're the ones that look the worst mm -hmm. Nicole more so than Eric because Eric was at least trying to move on. Like he wasn't he wasn't playing in Jada's face as much as Nicole was playing in Rafe's face. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nicole turned that shit to the sport. <laughs> right. I, I don't think She's Eric going for the gold. I don't think Eric had any business telling Rafe about Jada's pregnancy move. Oh, absolutely not. Which is why when Jada dragged him to hell for it, I cheered her on. I was like, yes, finally. Because men on this show do it all the goddamn time and nobody says shit. I'm glad she dragged him. Same. Regardless of how well-intentioned he was, there was no need for him to share that information with Rafe. Yeah. yeah. And based on the promo next week, he's going to be sharing it with his entire family at Thanksgiving. 
I'm assuming that's after maybe after Jada makes the decision that she's going to keep the baby. This point of view of Eric always wanting wanting a baby. How accurate is it? Honestly, we don't know because we never really got a whole lot of point of view from Eric to really find out. We don't know if it is if it is true or it isn't. A lot of people are saying that it's not. But Eric never talked about wanting kids, but he never said he didn't want them either. Yeah, that's I'm so confused because I'm seeing people say like he it's not really true to Eric. It's more so like Nicole, who kind of always wanted to have a baby. Now, I could see that Eric may be becoming a father with Mackenzie or, you know, and getting to raise her for the first few months of her life before we found out about the switch and then finding out that his actual child died may have made him want a child more but they never played into that so we don't really know if it's true or if it's not that's a good point but i i I am curious where this is going to go and i just nicole is the one who looks the worst in all of this yeah Uh. I gotta be honest. I think we're kind of at the point with Nicole and Eric where they need to either shit or get off the pot. Yeah. Because I'm gonna be real. Jensen Ackles was in the role of Eric from 97 to 2000. Three years. Nicole showed up in 98. That was two years. And then we didn't see Eric again for another 12 years. This, This history that they're supposed to have isn't really there for me like most to be honest most of the history is from 2012 to now and most of it hasn't been great so i'm stuck here like i understand they're the popular choice but right now i'm trying to figure out what am i rooting for yeah i can see that honestly because i'm at this point where i'm i love their call but i'm not rooting for them which is a weird place to be because like I, I'm kind of there too because like I want them together because I, I love the chemistry between Greg and Ari but I also don't want Jada to be hurt in all this I also like Jada and and Eric together too I don't give a flying fuck about Nicole and Rafe so if they end I'm perfectly happy with that but the fact that I actually feel anything other than contempt when looking at Rafe right now is very strange <laughs> it's, it's just the way it's being done like Every time I see Eric or Nicole with anybody else, I'm I'm cool with it. Like it's just like I don't I don't like they're not the end all be all. Like if they're not together, that doesn't mean I want the characters off the show. That just means they're not together. But I can still see them having a future with other people, and I would be okay with that. I'm just I'm just confused about what the show's intentions are because I don't. This doesn't feel like the grand lo- love story it's supposed to be. And they're not young. Like, they're not 22. They're 45. I want them (laughs) to be written like it. Get married and move on. Yeah, I wonder, and and Dylan will kind of get this reference a little bit, if Erica and Nicole are kind of like Carrie and Austin in that, like, they never got a chance to really be together because either... Because honestly, Nicole was always self-destructing them. So they always felt like they have to fight for this love that they that they think is their destiny. But like once they're actually together, will it actually be their destiny kind of a thing? I think they've spent so much time giving them obstacles 
that we've never really gotten the payoff with them. Yeah. And at a certain point, it's like, we're just kind of over the makeup to break up. And you kind of have to move them past that into the, okay, we're together. And when something comes up, we deal with it together. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to make them boring or, you know, without any sort of conflict. It just means that all of this back and forth, we need to be beyond that now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been done with them to a point where it's become like overkill, at least for me. Because yeah, I, like, I would rather see what Dylan is talking about. And honestly, had he not left in 2020, we probably would have had that. Because they, they were in that spot. It was just... Yeah, they had there was, finally gotten to that spot. And now we're back at like... His exit backtracked us all the way to square one. And I don't mm-hmm. blame Greg Vaughn for leaving at all. I am not saying that. It was completely on the show and how they handled Eric. I'm just saying, I hope to God that the show learns from their mistakes. They value Greg Vaughn. They keep him so that when we finally get Eric and Nicole into that place again, because that's exactly where we're going at this point. It might be a hellacious journey to get there, (laughs) but that is where we're going. Once we get there, we need to stay there. And if for whatever reason we do not stay there, then it needs to be done, done, done for good. Also, I want to say, like, I don't. I'm not a I don't I'm not a fan of the idea where a character can only exist within a pairing. Yeah. Because because Eric is still Eric Brady, Nicole is still Nicole Walker. They can exist outside of each other. So if you're not going to commit to this, then move on. But they they can still be full characters outside of each other. And that's what wor- is worrying me, specifically with Eric. Because I think Nicole yeah. will be fine. Because Nicole has had life and loves and kids and engagements and she's done a lot. Eric has just been stuck on this Nicole merry-go-round since he got back in 2012. And before that, he never really had. I mean, because even even when Jensen was in the role, his entire like I'm literally watching his first year right now or his first like six months. And literally all he's done is been support for his entire family. He's never really had story outside of Nicole, no matter who was playing him. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say that because Nicole, like she's, she's been around longer, so she's had a chance to be more developed outside of her pairings. She's had multiple pairings, whether you've shipped them or not, yeah. is another question. Uh, but like, Eric's think- only had Greta and Sarah, and now Jada outside of Nicole, mm-hmm. Jennifer. Oh, oh God, yeah, yeah Jennifer oh. too. <laughs> Thank you. Forgot about That's that. That's my donut. <laughs> no, but like, even still, with those pairings, I don't think they did anything worthwhile with them. No, you they know, really didn't. For Nicole, the only person I could conceivably see her with outside of Eric was EJ. And as toxic as they were, they were entertaining and you could drive story with them. Eric... And- is more of the same story and I want to move past that. Yeah, it's time. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. We can, I guess, now move past our past this story into our next story, which is Ava continues to see ghosts of children's past as she awaits (laughs) news on Trip. Tony is, meanwhile, trying to convince EJ to let Trip go and pay the ransom. Once Steve and Kayla rescue Trip, Ava tells EJ to play ball or Susan dies. 
What did we think of all this? Where do we even want to start? <laughs> well, that was a quick rescue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad the rescue was quick because unless you were killing him off, it didn't need to be dragged out. Like, it's just, <laughs> it is what it is. Kayla and Steve dressed up. He looks like she, a pimp. He looks like a pimp, and she looked like she was cosplaying as Ava if Ava was dressing up as Peg Bundy for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> she looks great, though. And then you, then you added the accent. It was just all. Oh, like, the accent. Was that supposed to be an Italian accent? Yes, and it was offensive on every level. <laughs> Which is super weird because Ava doesn't have an accent. She doesn't, right? Have, she has a slight. She does slight things with her voice sometimes, but it's nothing too heavy that it takes you out of the moment. I was so like, I'm like, what is this? I'm I'm glad it w- went quickly because I don't know how much I could have enjoyed that longer than one episode. To be honest, that that accent would have yeah, just... that didn't need to go for several episodes at all. Like just. <laughs> Get in, get out, get trip, and go home. Like we let's move on. Tony was hilarious the whole time with these days. <laughs> <laughs> what well, that tell y'all? He's about to tell y'all. Tony's he over is... the asses. Like, <laughs> he Tony... is ready to go on a long ass vacation. Yeah. Tony is like, this bitch is crazy. Run her her money so her your mother does not die. Like, what are you doing? This woman is unhinged. There is no dealing with unhinged. And then <laughs> and then when, when Tony told Anna everything, and EJ's like, well, why don't you just take an ad out in the inquiry? He's like, well, sorry, I don't lie to my wife. <laughs> right? Shady ass Tony. <laughs> I'm glad he did it. He is so over his siblings, like all in it. And now Megan finna stroll back into the mansion. He's tired. <laughs> The truth is, he's tired. Oh, God. So he it's... is about to collect his wife and be knocking on Carrie's door talking about surprise. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the kind of crazy family I can handle because I, I, I get a cute grandkid over here. You know, I, I don't have to I don't have to worry for the, the safety of my family in Switzerland. <laughs> he's, he's so over them. He's so over the lot of them. And then it's like, you know, this whole thing with Stefan is looming, so there's going to be that whenever that pops off. Which, yeah, it's gearing towards New Year's Eve at this point, but we'll discuss that a little bit later. He's he's tired of trying to talk sense into these people. It must be exhausting to be the only sensible Demira. EJ specifically, because Chad will at least listen to him, but EJ... EJ EJ is as unhinged as Ava, but he's a bit more calculated. Yeah. Ava's batshit crazy. And Tony knows it, and he just doesn't want to deal with it. <laughs> but I think EJ thinks he could out crazy Ava. He, I think he could out maneuver Ava as far as having he a plan. Could, he but could absolutely out maneuver her. But when I don't she... think he can out crazy her. No, because she's because when her ass talking... waltzed into the Demera mansion, like <laughs> he shit. did out maneuver her <laughs> with the whole. He revealed her scam. So, like she didn't just. Like she didn't snatch his his mother up. Like nothing was wrong. See, that's the problem. Ava, I don't think it's registered to her yet that should something happen to Susan, the EJ that she's dealing with now will not be the EJ that she's dealing with then. Yep. At that point, EJ will have no fucks left to give. Not a one. That's why Tony keeps saying she's crazy. (laughs) Just pay her and let her go. (laughs) 
but EJ's pride won't let him do that. And he's going to regret it. And we've seen... We've seen how far, how dark EJ is willing to get with people that he actually cares about. Yeah. He doesn't give a single damn about Ava. Ava. She should give that man his mama back. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) The smoke is not the smoke you want, sis. At this point, becoming, becoming, um, a charred body in a car is going to be preferable to what EJ would do to her if she survives that explosion next week. And not just her. Like, y'all found Trip this time. Yeah. EJ will go scorched earth. Because yeah. at that point, he's not going to have a reason not to. And his anchor will be, literally, his anchor will be gone. Because if you notice, Susan has been humanizing EJ since she's been back. Since she, since they've been playing up EJ and Susan with Dan in the role, Susan has always been his touchstone to humanity. Yep. That's going to be gone. And then you're going to throw in the self self-loathing I did this to my mother guilt spiral that he's going to go on when this all happens. Add into the fact that he's going to think Ava's a traitorous bitch, which she is in this instance, it's all going to explode into a ball of ugly which isn't really going to have a place to go because Ava's about to be worm food. And it also does not help that EJ's thought process is going to be had I just taken her out had I not shown mercy had I not let her leave because do we think had we been dealing with kidney stealing gloved hand EJ Demira (laughs) we wouldn't be here right now because she wouldn't be here right now. Would is he going to turn all of that self loathing onto Johnny because Johnny is the reason he let her live? It's going to be interesting to see like where he lands because at this point Ava is basically going to be a barbecue in a car at this point, so he's not going to have an avenue to release all of this turmoil he's going to get himself into. So who is he going to unleash that on? I just feel like everybody finna get it honestly yeah everybody in his pathway is gonna get it yeah jakarta jakarta may be the the best place for johnny right now even though he is with a mad scientist which we'll get to uh (laughs) in a little bit but um yeah it's it's gonna be interesting and i really hope that this week was the last we saw of dead charlie being the devil on her shoulder because it's weird i don't like it i'm done Someone asked the question again that Dylan asked. Why did they kill him off in the first place? If they, <laughs> if they were just going to keep using him. It's like Bobby on Supernatural. Like, I don't understand. Like... <laughs> At least we gave a damn about Bobby. We don't give true. a shit about Charlie. <laughs> it's true. I did until they made him the rapist because I held on to the last day that he confessed that he was not going to be the rapist because I didn't <laughs> want that for him. I'm just saying complicating things that didn't need to be complicated yeah it's all it's all a mess it's all one giant mess and i guess we can kind of segue into the other side of the mess which is our other headline here susan and bonnie develop telepathy while in captivity and have a shockingly hilarious conversation while they wait to be rescued. Justin is home and wonders where Bonnie is. Once he realizes she isn't with Mimi, he and Alex retrace her steps to the garden shed, but is it too late? 
I felt like I was watching an episode of Passions. That's really between Steve and Kayla and then dressed up playing in cosplay and then Susan and Bonnie having a whole conversation but not speaking. It was just it was a lot. This is classic Rom though because I'm sure Dylan had the same flashbacks that I did to David Vickers and that baby. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it then either. (laughs) At least David Vickers was a dog, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. At the oh, very this at is... the very least, I was able to suspend my disbelief. These are two uh, grown ass women who talk a lot. Like it's just <laughs> it was weird. It was it was it was weird. I'm like, we we've we've evolved uh, Susan evolved like a Pokemon from psychic connection to telepathy. And I'm like, what the fuck? Pokemon. I get <laughs> this I guess this for me works better than the whole whole psychic connection because she she was the Wi-Fi link to multiple people, <laughs> and I could not deal. Susan Banks Wi-Fi link. There's our episode title. <laughs> it was just too much, but while I still have my opinions about Susan, I thought they played off the like Judy and um Stacy played off these scenes so well. Oh, it was so they hilarious. Did. Oh it was my god. If it was anybody else, I don't think I could tolerate it. But these two, but it was Judy hilarious. is kind of used to the kooky side of it because she plays Bonnie. And it, I think it was more extreme back in the day when Jer was still writing Bonnie. Yeah, no, that's true. Because Bonnie, Bonnie had some very bizarro fantasies. That yeah, so I, yeah, this was, this was right in her wheelhouse. So I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. And I, I especially enjoyed seeing Bonnie's reaction. She was like, oh, I'm so over this. And then all of a sudden, like, Susan pops into, like, into the conversation or her thoughts. As she said, she was like, get out of my head, whatever. It was so hilarious. And then I loved kind of, like, Justin be like, this is weird. Bonnie doesn't do this. And- I was this close to... um to dragging Justin because I was like why are you not calling Mimi like sir yeah and then, he, Mimi. and then he did yeah so I was like okay I'll give you that because I was waiting for him to just pick up that damn phone and call Mimi and ask her and then he did and I was like okay I was just confused of why he would not call her immediately like why wait half an episode I think because he was so frazzled and he was trying to convince himself that everything was okay, but in his gut he knew it wasn't, so then he's finally, you know what, like, screw this, something's wrong, I can feel it, so I'm just going to make sure everything's okay and put my mind at ease, and then all it did was confirm his suspicions. Yeah. On the flip side, though, it usually takes characters longer to, like, be like, oh, shit, something is really off. So it yeah, it took a bit for him to just pick up the phone and call Mimi, but also it didn't take too much of a time, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, didn't it was take all multiple episodes. Right. It was all within that same episode. And it was it, it was within enough time that it could still feel like the normal thought process of a frazzled human. Because how yeah. many times have we all been frazzled trying to do something? And then we miss the most obvious thing in the world to fix the situation until it was like two hours after we've been freaking ourselves out. Yeah. I will say, though, I think they will find Bonnie in the shed. Yeah, they will definitely find Bonnie in the shed, but I think that Susan's Susan already is, been relocated. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, obviously, because she's in the car. She's going to be in the car, so she's she's a goner, but Bonnie is definitely there, and I think she's knocked out. 
or possibly still yeah she could definitely be knocked out because we didn't did we see justin and alex go into the shed yeah that was we did went on on friday yeah that was before the um ava and charlie cliffhanger that's what i thought okay and so we didn't see we didn't see what they saw but i feel like if she were conscious she'd be screaming and that's it for our story segment next up we have in other news we have Gabby and Lee's wedding will be on New Year's Eve. The sexual tension between Gabby and Stefan is as palpable as ever. The tables turn on Johnny and Wendy when they find Rolf. Alex and Stephanie bond while babysitting Henry and they share a kiss. Gwen is a bargain basement Abby who continues to be pointless as she is now a reporter at The Spectator. All right. So, Ariad, why don't you kick us off? What is your in other news pick? Mm-hmm. This is hard because I want to pick two, but I will go with, um, I guess I will go with Johnny and Wendy. Uh, the tables turn on Johnny and Wendy when they find Rolf. I don't know what you guys feel about Johnny and Wendy. I love them as friends. I love them as a potential pairing. But still, I I think they're, they're it's not an adventure per se, but it's adventurous still. I am enjoying this. This is giving me kind of old school adventure adventure and i really like the tension they had in the hotel room oh that was so good and i'm i'm i'm, I'm really enjoying this and i really like when i i thought it was smart of johnny to bring his equipment with him very it, smart it worked in their favor because they went went over there and tried to get out get the truth out of um rolf but obviously- Which, of course, Rolf <laughs> has bug-detecting equipment because he's Rolf and he's a oh mad scientist genius. Would he? But yeah, he would because it's Rolf. It's Rolf. He's worked for the Demaris for how many years? He'd be an idiot I mean, not he, to. He had a whole damn button that controlled Rex and Cassie and made them like do weird shit. So it, it's possible. Definitely. So uh, I did like that he had a secret like password or code word. For like whenever Johnny would have to run in. But I was so I was low-key annoyed that they got so far and then they're back to square one. Too bad they didn't get the get the answers they wanted. I'm curious to if they're gonna be like Gabby and kind of forget. I don't think so, because it Cause feels he's, like he's gonna hold them, I think, and Lee uh, is gonna be the one to decide what happens. Oh my based on spo- based on spoilers that I saw, that's what it sounds sir, like. Because that's your own sister. Because he, he he contacts Lee and he's like, uh, what do you want me to do here? Cause like your sister and Johnny are here, they're asking questions, and I know what I would do, but what do you want me to do about it? Hmm, is kind of how I feel like it's gonna go. I could be wrong, but that's what the spoilers are kind of leading me to so i'm very curious to see where it goes and i really do like their dynamic you are correct their dynamic is it's fun it's refreshing i love them as the as friends i'm curious to see if like what will happen if they like go further i love them as both it's very very refreshing yeah because you know what's nice is the setup for them as a couple is natural it's not like an obvious setup because they're the only two people that can be paired together it's something where they could either choose not to do it or they could choose to do it and if they choose to do it the chemistry is organically there to support it which is nice i am enjoying them 
Um, Nick doesn't agree, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, we can agree to. It. I didn't have an issue with their scenes per se. I had an issue with the first part of their scenes in the hotel room where Johnny just walked out in his no. towel. But it, that's Johnny. It felt, it's, but that's also day. So I just, I just go, I just go. Oh, but we're, sorry. we're looking for an excuse it, to get people it, shirtless. This is Sam. Like well, if, Jakarta, if, but if Wendy had like called out his name and he thought something was wrong, he came running out fine. But him just randomly walking out was a bit weird. But isn't it after after that I was okay with but it? But isn't it kind of who Johnny is at this point? Because he was walking around na- half naked, or no, he was sleeping. But still, he I think he enjoys the attention no. a bit. It's no. different because <laughs> him and Chanel have banged, True. and Allie's his sister. And also, he was asleep. That wasn't his fault. He just sleeps half naked. But it, even the even the situation with Ava, he walked into that room. He didn't know she was in there. True. Like he knew Wendy was in that room. There's a hotel room with one bed. It just came off a little weird. Um. After what? After that, I was cool with it. Like when he was putting them. Was he putting a mic on her? Yeah. He yeah. Was he was putting a mic on her. Okay. <laughs> this. This. I get. The first part just made me a bit uncomfortable. I um, I can understand that though. I can. But yeah, I don't. I don't hate them. I don't love them. I, I'm over the story specifically because I don't think sending Rolf all the way to Jakarta was necessary because they didn't need to do the brainwashing bullshit. But here we are. Yeah, that I agree with because we didn't need to be here with the brainwashing. Could have there could have been some organic angst. I I do love the angst for Gabby and Stefan, but I would prefer something else. And to Tony's point, there they literally are the only two people in the age range because Trip is not on contract. Johnny's not here. Chanel is in a relationship with Allie. They have nothing else for either of them to do. Even though that's true, it doesn't necessarily like sometimes they throw people together and you know it's obviously because that's the only option and it feels it. I this think- doesn't feel that. I think yeah, it this, does to me. It, it feels it does, like they don't have like that else. to me. <laughs> right? They don't have anything else for Johnny. So Yeah. They're spinning him into a pairing. I mean, like it they click together and their scenes are nice to watch. So it's not as terrible as it could be, but there's no sense in not calling it what it is. Yeah, it it feels like they that's that's the option and it's okay to like I I don't hate it. It's just that's the option. That's the only option because there's no one else here and that they're invested in. Yeah, I can see what what you're saying. Like there's not a lot of characters around. In that age range, we do need more characters. And I also agree that um, Johnny's, the writing for Johnny is still, I mean, it's starting to get better, but they have thrown him from pairing to pairing to pairing. So. I will say it's getting better. I just think we've moved on to the next thing. So we're kind of like trying to figure out what we're feeling. We're feeling the story out. I, I, I. I still think it's better than the last thing he had going with Ava, even because if that made no sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this and I say that as someone who shipped them because I I enjoy their chemistry. I mean, like I enjoyed behind it too. It. Remember, but I wanted them to fuck his, at the his, end. <laughs> his, his obsession with Ava just didn't make sense. And thing is, the problem with this is he's still doing all of this because of Ava, because he's still mad at EJ because of how he treated yeah. Ava. Yeah. So his mo- his motivations are still a bit problematic. I really wish they cuz I mean and even it's there in certain things that he says in the dialogue in about his father that I wish this was about him just being tired of his father getting to um grow his way around. 
throw his weight around and like just be an abusive piece of crap to women and he just gets to get away with it because even if they don't bring up you know if they don't decide that johnny knows about how he was conceived they can even say it based off of how he treated sammy when he was recovering yep if johnny harbors resentments there that and then just to and then to see that pattern repeated again with ava it would make a hell of a lot more sense because if he looked at EJ preying on Ava, who was supposedly grieving her dead husband at the time, as similar to what he did to Sammy when Sammy was just trying to take care of him. That could have been what sent him into overdrive without it. The weird Ava connection that made no sense. Yeah, just it is. It is what it's it very is. Johnny. Frustrating, though. Like I, I still, I. It's not a strong motive. No, it's not, it's not. Even if it was a strong motive, it's not one that makes sense for who Johnny is. Yeah, oh, at all. Um, but Nick, what is your in other news pick? Um, I'll I'll pass because <laughs> I didn't care about most of what happened. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll pass. Dylan, what about you? Yeah, I'm with Nick. Like the only, <laughs> I mean, the only thing that I can that I I would like to see is like the whole Gwen of it all. Um, I have been thinking, and I I I get why they don't want to just cut their losses. Emily is a fantastic actress. This character is not working. These stories are not working. The places that they're putting her. It's not working. And I think we're kind of at like a, a Valentin Cassadine point with her. Because remember about, listen, there was a point in time where we were all ready to kick him off the parapet into the harbor, never to be seen again. Yes. <laughs> I was, I wasn't, but I understood why y'all were. (laughs) (laughs) And I think what they did with him, they need to do with Gwen. We need a total breakdown and rebuild. Do you have any idea how we accomplish that? I mean, she needs to, like... I was going to say D. Devereaux her, but I don't think that would have... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't even think it needs to go that far, but Jack needs to hold her feet to the like she does all of this terrible shit and he's just like oh that's my baby girl no yes like there needs to be some accountability there needs to be some consequences we need to see like yeah she looks pathetic but we don't care because there goes her daddy giving her jobs and patting her on the head does she even go to college (laughs) we don't know like I mean, it's like she, the way that they broke Valentin down and humbled him and had him lose basically everything but his daughter, he pretty much lost everything but his daughter and his relationship with Alexis. And then he had to start at ground zero and build back up. Yeah. That's what they need to do with, that's what they need to do with Gwen. She, this, this whole, this whole kind of halfway Oh, bad things have happened to her. You should feel bad for her. We don't, though. 
there's a we way don't, to do it because every bad thing that's happened to her she's earned there's yep. a way to, there's a way to do it and i just thought of it what if she's not jack's daughter she's harper's daughter oh shit wait <laughs> wait a minute i didn't i didn't know you were gonna say that <laughs> If 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 that if they were to de Devereaux her in the sense of of undoing her connection to Jack and making her instead of Jack Devereaux's daughter Harper Devereaux's daughter that puts everything she's done since she got to town would have been completely pointless and then she could they, they could kind of do something where she really sits down and reexamines like okay what is it about me that I have to self sabotage everything why. Why did I do all of these things for something that wasn't even the truth? And they could kind of break her down that way. But as long as she remains connected to Jack, she's going to believe that everything she did to Abigail was justified because of what she lost. Because of the way he treats it like everything that she did to Abigail was justified. And I think that's where you get so much resistance from the audience. Like, he hasn't, Gwen got, she, she got free. She was given freedom and she immediately went to disturb Abigail's peace. And he has zero actual reaction to that. Like the night that your daughter, she attacked your daughter the night she, she wasn't was murdered. Even given, she wasn't even given freedom. She broke out of prison to do that. Right. Like, it's just, I, I get what they want to do with this character, but the way that they're going about doing it, it's, it's not working. Fetch Mm -mm. is not happening. Y'all need to go. (laughs) Like, whatever. Just throw out the plans and start at ground zero. Start over. Because like I said, Emily is a great actress. And if you're going to... Even the best actors can't pull bullshit off. because Right. If you're going to keep Gwen around, find a way to just meet Emily halfway. If y'all just meet her halfway, I feel like she could get us at least get to the point where she's not like automatic fast forward. Yeah. And they have to stop putting her in Abigail's shoes. Yeah, because this is like you're, you're building resentment where none needs to be. Because she's Jack's child. She's now got Abigail's job. She already had Abigail's husband. Like, at this point, it's just... Abigail was sacrificed for Gwen, and it's not fair. That's definitely what it looks like. Yeah, it just feels fair. And also, remember what I said about her and Xander the moment Sarah got back? I said they're not gonna let this go. I said it in the when they were in those scenes during in the police station. I said they're playing this like it's going to be a triangle. And and here he is getting caught in a lie and Gwen's covering for him. Yep. And it's just like and I wouldn't have even and that's not gonna work for me because Sandra made it very clear that you were all right when I had no other option. But as long as I have another option, it's not going to be you. I think you should hate her. That probably would make it easier. <laughs> that would make it easier. And I think, but I think where we're going to end up going is the you accept me for everything that's that exactly I do. <laughs> and Sarah doesn't. And that's going to annoy the crap out of me. That's because exactly it's, where they're Yeah, going. that's where it's going to go. And again, it's just going to make Gwen look pathetic. 
because he's not with you because he wants to be with you. He's with you because you let him get away with bullshit. He's, he's with you because the other option, for whatever reason, is unavailable. That's not well, a triangle. That's someone settling. Yeah. Yep. It's definitely someone settling. I. Because right now, he if with or without this secret, he still would not choose to leave Sarah to go with Gwen. Right. I, I did. It's weird though, because I I. I'm at the point where I don't care about Gwen anymore. I did enjoy her kind of taunting Xander this week. I did too. I always like their scenes. It's just the writing around it is usually full of hot air. Yeah. I mean, I'm not feeling Xander either. So it's just their scenes were just whatever to me. But it's exactly what Dylan is saying, though, because... If they're going back to Xander and Gwen at some point or some kind of quote unquote triangle, it would be him settling. So, but I, I, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, them. it's. I'm just at the point where I have accepted that this character is going to be on the canvas. And yeah. I just feel like if she's going to be on the canvas, do something to make her. Because be- like, right now it's not. Yeah, we don't have to we don't have to and we don't have to love her. Like she doesn't have to be a beloved heroine, but make the character arc at least compelling and believable for us to digest. Yeah. And this is just not right now she feels like Ava Jerome when Ron wrote Denise DiMuccio. Like <laughs> because as much as we love more West, I remember there were people calling for Ava to be killed off. For that real, for real. Shit was terrible. And it was, oh and my it was, god. And people were like, no, but it's more West. And yeah, you can have a great actor, but if the role is terribly written, regardless of the actor, it don't work. I love Emily O'Brien. She's a great actress. But and I don't want her killed off. But at this point, I'm getting it's weird. Like, what else is there to do with her? Listen, because there's I'm no conflict it. with her staying in town. It's, it, she, her existence is literally inconsequential now because Abigail's dead. I'm going to say it. They can do with Emily O'Brien what they did with Robert Scott Wilson. Kill off Gwen and bring Emily back as a different character inside of a month and just start from scratch. Because at this point, I don't if they're not going to actively try, there's no point in us having to be subjected to Gwen. Now, are you did, are they killing bit off? Did I miss something? <laughs> no, they're not. But where they don't? They're no, he's not, gone. Okay, I get he's it. He's gone. But they but they can literally at this point. I think killing Gwen would be merciful because I mean they could have her leave town. But where the fuck is she gonna go? Um, not to where she came from. Who who cares? And I'm mad because I like Emily O'Brien, but I can see when a story's just not working. And that's it's, the thing. Like they've. I feel like y'all gave it a good old fashion. Y'all gave it a, the good old college try. It's, it's been, been two years. Yeah. At a they, certain point. Two and a just, half at this point. You just got to call a thing a thing. It's, it's they, not. Yeah, they mercifully killed Jake DeMera. Like, like, and right? just Brandon back to Stefan. We need to do something similar here. Now, I don't need it. I don't need Gwen to have a twin, which is why I say do the Alex thing and just start from scratch. You clearly are able to do it for actors that you like. You love Emily. Do it again. Believe me, the audience will most likely be accepting of it. Because we bitch, like Emily. I'll bitch, I'll bitch at first, but I'll eventually accept right? it. Right? Because, <laughs> I mean, like, look at our, if that's the option, 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, we gonna grumble, but okay, we'll rock with it. Because, because we, it, this is not working. At all. But that leaves me with my in other news pick, which is Alex and Stephanie bond while babysitting Henry and they share a kiss. I don't like the kiss happened. Okay, it was fine. What I really want to talk about with these scenes was the fact that they're kind of peeling back the layers of Alex a little bit more. And we're finally like leaving the the smarmy predatory shit in the past and we're actually getting to see who the real Alex is and I'm thankful for that because that's what I wanted and it feels like we're finally getting that so I'm kind of really curious to see where he's going to go now that they're not making him a predator in every other scene because I I like that he said that like he had Angelica whispering in his ear basically telling him that love wasn't worth it while he was also growing up and watching Justin and Adrian together so it's like he got a prime example of what love should be while he was also being told that love isn't worth it so it was an interesting dichotomy so that's kind of why he shied away from love and he never really had to deal with the woman rejecting him before Stephanie entered the chat and so he didn't quite know what to do when he short-circuited for a bit. But I'm happy to know that they're not, that that's not who he truly is. And they're kind of peeling back the layers. And I don't ever want to go back to that predatory place again. So let us move forward. And that is where One I'm thing. at with it. What, my only problem with this was I would have preferred we saw this version of Alex more with Sonny and... I'm about to say Ned and Justin before <laughs> before we saw this version of Alex with Stephanie. Like it's they kind of like left the bad they left the bad taste in my mouth mouth already with this pairing. So I would have like they could have shown us the softer, more vulnerable side of Alex with his fa- with his father and with his brother, with his family, and then him being an asshole too when it comes to Stephanie would have been a little easier to digest because we know what he's like when he's with people that truly love him and love him regardless of his faults. This just, it it came off a bit inorganic, but it is what it is. My only other problem was, when was the last time we saw Henry? Last Christmas. So we, okay, that's that's my issue. We saw Henry with Trip last Christmas. We barely see Henry with Chanel, but we see Henry to prop Alex, it's a bit weird. Yeah, it's... the entire timeline went crazy. I was like, Henry, when's the last time we saw Henry? <laughs> just... I mean, the tam- timeline had the exact same opinion as you did. They were dragging the show for this choice. I'm like, well, this would have been nice. Like, because they ba- talk about Chanel and Henry's relationship, yeah. but we've never seen it. We we barely see like Henry with Allie. Like, we. Yeah, but now we see him with Stephanie and Alex. That's so, weird. Yeah. Yeah, that w- I, I kind of wish, like, they had, if if his first scene had been, like, if when, when Allie came in that day um, before everything went to hell and Chanel got arrested, when, he, when she came in and Henry had just gone down for his nap, if we had seen Chanel and Henry playing together in that episode and got to see them together before we got the scenes with Alex, I don't think it would have been as weird. Yeah, now you're just using like it's it. It felt very heavy-handed. Like, oh, we're gonna use this baby to make people like him. Like, it's just <laughs> it was a lot, and they're they're working overtime when they didn't have to. They could have just done 
organic natural things and we we probably would have rocked with it but it is what it is but we can move on to our one segment this week which is praise or shade dylan are you praising or shading this week honestly I, oh wait i i am going to praise tony demera for being the only person in that mansion with some sense because <laughs> it cannot be easy and and moment he is holding it down <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to be there for a long time. He, we might have him till after the holidays, but <laughs> like they're doing a lot right now. And I feel like he called, he feels a vacation calling him, but <laughs> Tony was making points yet again this week. And I just, I, I like that in the midst of all this crazy, there's at least one character with their feet solidly on the ground that's like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute let's react to this like we're normal somewhat normal people yeah. so yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah tony tony is definitely getting my praise this week all right nick what about you are you praising or shading um i'm gonna praise this week but it's it, it's a performance raven bowens um i straight up there was no way i would have cared about this story without raven bowen's performance and i not barely care as it is but she pulled me in those scenes where she was telling ali what happened and she was explaining the affair and how the how sloan's mom died i really enjoyed her performance in those scenes um yeah that i i want them to give her more i would prefer more with a story that's actively happening in real time instead of something from that we didn't see. Like, um, cause I think she would be really, really good if they give her the opportunity, but yeah, Raven Bowens was really good. All right. Are you, are you praising or shading? I am uh, praising <laughs> and actually I'm praising two things. It's the whole Wendy and Johnny thing. Um, uh, their adventure is very fun. Like I said before, very refreshing to watch. I want to see what happens next. And then there's, even if it, it was a bit out there, Susan and Bonnie's um telepathy thing. It was hilarious as fuck. There was some fun and really sharp dialogue on Friday's episode that had me on the floor. There was something about like... um recap so supernatural yeah. supernatural soap opera digest recap yes <laughs> <laughs> i love uh, it i enjoyed it so yeah those two get my praises for this week all right well i am going to be shading this week and i am shading soap opera digest and potentially ron carlovati for promoting this Steve and Kayla rescuing trip thing as a big sweeps moment for Steve and Kayla when it literally got resolved in one episode. <laughs> Makes no damn sense. But like, okay. I, I'm shading Ron for, for having them put that in there because I'm pretty sure Ron was the one that gave them the interview. But I'm also shading Soap Opera Digest because they then put Steve and Kayla on the cover. <laughs> and the entire story got resolved in one goddamn episode. Like, yeah, there is something to be to be said about like there's a very fine line between like drumming up excitement and creating an expectation that you know is not going to be met. 
And this is this not the was first definitely time. that. Yeah, and this is not the first time Soap Opera Digest has done that. Uh, Soap Opera Digest does this a lot. And it's just annoying because their fans were excited because I thought we were going to go on this this whole caper, especially when Ron mentioned like the Beyond, like Beyond Salem 2 and how that like that took, I think, three out of five episodes or two out of five. It took multiple episodes to really resolve. So I assumed we were going to get more than one episode of this like if you're gonna put it in the sweeps preview i imagine it's gonna at least air three days minimum i guess i was overestimating but i just that left that left a really bitter taste in my mouth and i did not like it so i had to give it a shade this week any final thoughts before we wrap up really (laughs) all right well then this has been another edition of soap dish sound style we will be back next week with a special thanksgiving edition top five and then we will be back the week after with our normal recap bye everybody bye bye y'all bye y'all